Hello, Charlie Gladstone here and welcome to edition two of my special occasional podcast series, What I Think About When I Think About Food. This is a podcast for my Some Good Ideas website under the moniker of Some Good Mavericks. And this is a special series in which I talk to food producers, chefs, writers and stylists and growers about what it is that they are doing to change our relationship with food. And my goodness, I think it needs change. I want to talk to them about their passions and their modus operandi. And today's guest is Anya Bach. Now, in common with um, all of the last 30 or so podcasts that I've done, I sent Anya my questions and got her to send the answers back a week or two later when she'd had chance to consider those. I did 50-something or so conversational podcasts before lockdown, and I've done 30-something since. And I have to say that, in all honesty, I was becoming slightly bored of the method of conversational podcasts that I was using, and I was kind of looking for a new way to do things. And then lockdown imposed that on me and I've been absolutely loving doing podcasts in this way. I do think it has some advantages. It certainly has advantages for me and for the guests and no travellers involved and it's also nice to move away from straight sort of conversational podcasts because I think that I get a different quality perhaps and depth of answer if I do things this way. Anyway, as I say, Today's conversation is with Anya Bach, who is the founder and driving force behind the Great Glen Charcuterie in the north of Scotland. This is a really interesting family business that Anya runs with enormous passion and creativity and drive, and I have long admired her. We've worked together a bit for the Good Life Experience, and we have her products at Glendye for our camps and we sell them in our farm shop. So we do do a little bit of business together. Um, And my first question was that I simply wanted her to introduce herself and to tell me about her business. And so here she is in her own words. We're based in the Scottish Highlands, just north of Benefis, where I run Great Clan Charcuterie with my husband Jan Jacob. Um, we produce a range of charcuterie made with Scottish wild venison from our area, um, such as venison salami, venison chorizo, pepperonis, brezzola, which we sell to independent retailers across the country and also into food service and online on our website. We moved to Scotland from the Netherlands about 20 years ago with our three eldest daughters, when Jan-Jacob was offered a job as an estate manager. Part of his job was the management of the wild deer population and we fell in love with the wild venison, delicious meat. The price of venison was very low at that time and the meat was not as mainstream as it is now. Not many people were eating venison and we wanted to add value and increase the shelf life so we could sell the products further afield. And always full of our new ideas, Jan-Jacob soon started to experiment with the venison and we built a wooden box in the garden and um, started to smoke the meat. When he was a young boy, Jan-Jacob loved the dried sausages his mum bought from the local butchers. 
there's a tradition of making dried sausages in the Netherlands and we wanted to do this with venison too. But it was a bit of a challenge as venison is a very lean meat and does not contain much fat. However, Jan Jacob worked out a recipe at the end. And friends and family loved our experiments and encouraged us to start a business. And we had a friend who owned an old derelict butcher shop in Roybridge and we managed to get a lease. And in 2003 we started processing and the company Great Glen Charcuterie was born. Of course at the root of so many important food businesses are the the ingredients and where you source them from is absolutely critical. And um, you know anyone can dream up a business, but to find ingredients and to make a product and to make it at the right price is the key to making it successful. Um, and I know obviously that Anya sources most of her ingredients in Scotland, so I just wanted to find out how she goes about that. And here is her answer. The meat we use uh, comes from our local area, the Highlands of Scotland. We source the deer from the surrounding estates in our area. Um, we know most of the stalkers and the estate workers who manage the wild deer population and this connection is very important to us. The deer roam freely in the Scottish hills and they feed on heather, wild plants and grass, making venison a very delicious healthy meat. It's low in fat, high in iron, and a very sustainable meat source for our products. Because there are no natural predators anymore, the wild deer population has to be managed to a sustainable level. If the deer would not be managed, there will be too many for the area. And they will start to eat small trees, which will have a negative impact on the landscape. And in a very cold winter, many will starve to death if there's not enough food. So we believe eating wild meat is a very sustainable option and can't be compared to high-intensive high meat production. Producing our charcuterie takes time. One of the things that really interests me is this idea that we might, and I say might, just start to genuinely embrace seasonal food in the UK. I mean, this is a popular subject amongst foodies, and, and it's, important. it's an important one. And um, although the supermarkets pay lip service to it, they don't really mean it when they talk about the importance of seasonal food. So I wonder if it could ever become a mainstream trend again. But first, I wanted to find out how Anya and the Great Glen Charcuterie have been doing during lockdown. And so over to Anya. We've seen our online sales increased hugely during this lockdown. It's actually been a lifesaver for our business um, because about 90% of our customers closed down at the beginning of lockdown, which was really scary and we were really worried about the future. But we've been overwhelmed by direct online orders. Many customers have actually been placing numerous orders over the last few months, not only for themselves, but also to send charcuterie to friends and family with the loveliest of messages. Uh, it's all been really heartwarming. I think a lot of people are feeling more connected to food and really thinking about where it comes from. And they do like to connect to growers and producers. We've had so many lovely conversations with customers, especially elderly customers who 
were isolating and placed their orders over the phone and they just love to have a chat and um, yeah been really lovely it would be wonderful if we could see more shorter supply chains but time will tell if this trend is to stay we already see a decrease in online sales but I do hope it has changed something and it will be the start of a long-term food revolution um, buying more local more seasonal there has been an enormous amount of talk about the importance of small artisan producers during lockdown and, and in the immediate aftermath of lockdown. And I think that people have begun to understand universally on a slightly more profound level how important local is. Um, so I was interested to find out how Anya supports local artisan or small producers in her daily life at home. And her answer really was music to my ears. Making an artisan product takes time, which you can taste. It sometimes costs a little more as they are not using any shortcuts the larger producers are making. We are now spending less of our income on our food shop than we did 30 years ago. There was research last year that we did spend a third of our income on food in the 50s. This has gone down to only 10% of our income. And we are spending so much on other stuff. And I hope that this lockdown has made people aware what's important. And they will make other choices. Maybe buy less rubbish and spend more on good quality food, especially ingredients. Support local farmers, farm shops, producers. We've actually been doing the same at home. We've been buying cheese direct from our fellow Scottish producers and we've been having deliveries of a box of delicious tomatoes straight from the Isle of Wight. And last week uh, we got the most delicious lemons all the way from Sicily. You do pay a little bit more but it is so special and you know we, we don't really buy any ready-made things so to spend it on an ingredient goes a long way. One of the things that you soon learn when you're running a small business is that you have to become something of a polymath. Uh, it's absolutely clear to me that Anya is a writer, a stylist, a photographer, a producer, a maker, a marketer, probably an accountant. Um, so I wanted to find out how the mechanics of the great Glen charcuterie operate. And what Anya reveals is a proper family business. And I think that's why, in an extraordinarily powerful way, people respond so strongly to businesses like the Great Glen Charcuterie. It isn't just about the product, although the product is great and the product is really important. It's about that narrative of people really caring about their product and about how your purchase from something like the Great Grand Charcuterie can make a difference to a family by putting, as it were, food on their plate. Anyway, so here is Anya. We have only a small team here at Great Grand Charcuterie. Um, Jan Jacob is the driving force behind the production and recipe developments. 
he's always full of new ideas on how to develop the new products and improve existing ones. He always wants to make a process better and make a better product, which has been paying off because we've been winning quite a lot of awards, um, many great taste awards. And last year, our Venice and Salami won Best Game Product at the British Charcuterie Awards. Um, which is fantastic that other people think you're making a good product. So he's really behind all of that. Um, but due to a chronic illness he's got, he's not always able to work. And thankfully, we have full-time production staff who will keep the production going. Um, I'm doing everything else, really, for marketing and selling, dealing with customers... Food waste is something that has become perhaps the most important discussion in food beyond seasonality recently. In many ways, the Great Glen Charcuterie was founded on food waste, or preventing food waste rather, has, as Anya told us earlier in this discussion, when she was explaining that the original catalyst to creating the business was to try and figure out what to do with culled venison. So I wanted to find out what Anya was doing and, and of course it turns out that she is doing a great deal. We have hardly any food waste. Uh, we work with a local game dealer who processes the deer first for us and we only get the cuts we need for our charcuterie. Um, the game dealer has markets for the remainder of the cuts. So really everything of the deer is used. Um, they have even buyers for the skins and all different parts of the animal. So there's not much going to waste there. Next, I wanted to find out how Anya had dealt with the problems posed by this very peculiar spring and summer. Um, what did she have planned before it and, and what she's doing instead. Now, if you've listened to a number of these podcasts, you will know my feelings here. I believe that in business, perhaps as in life, only optimism and, and a willingness to transform will save us. This spring and summer have been absolutely brutal for my businesses, but I have remained massively optimistic and energised all the way through because I think this presents us with a change to calm things down and become better. It hasn't all been okay for us. I think sometimes when I'm so optimistic about all of this, people kind of say to me, well, you know, it's all right for you, isn't it? It's clearly going well. Well, well it isn't going well, but what choice do we have? We can either wallow in self-pity and allow ourselves to collapse, or we can raise every single sinew in our body to trying to make things better. And that's not only where I think the transformation will come from, but I think as a consequence, I think that's where the optimism will come from, from the idea that we are all moving forward together. Anyway, enough of my rant. Here is Anya's answer to my question about what she's been doing. This year was all going to be very exciting. Um, we had expected lots of growth as we had secured many new customers who were just about to start ordering when the lockdown started. Um, we've been uh, trying to get planning for over a year now as for to build new premises as the lease on our current, the old butcher shop where we are, is ending. Um, the space is too small as well and the building is very old. 
So we are hoping to build some new premises and just in the first weeks of lockdown we heard we had uh, acquired planning permission. It was all very exciting but it's all a different world now. So we are now reviewing our business plans and funding options. It's all a bit scary in these uncertain times but we hope to start building the new production unit later this year. This will be enabling us to be more efficient and increase production and hopefully be selling more Scottish wild venison charcuterie all over the country. And then finally for my conversation with Anya, I wanted to find out what book about food or, or cookbook or whatever had been the biggest influence on her. And she gave a very direct and clear answer. I remember very clearly listening to a food programme somewhere around 2006 and Andre Whiteley was on and he was talking about breads. This really sort of stopped me in my tracks and I bought his book Bread Matters and this has set us on a path to make lots of things ourselves. It's really about the simplicity of good food, how it doesn't need additives and improvers. Food has always been a big part in our family, but that book has really set us on a path of making even more things ourselves. So, that's it. Thank you, Anya. Please support Anya's business. The produce is delicious. Um, my favourite thing, which um, they have, is in fact a brassola made of venison, which is absolutely delicious. But there are loads of other amazing products, from endless charcuterie to delicious smoked grouse, in fact, which I highly recommend. Anyway, thank you very much to Anya. Thank you very much indeed to my friend, Jim Friend, with whom I'm working on an exciting project in Scotland at the moment. This is the 84th podcast that we've done together. We should probably have a party, Jim, when we reach 100, which won't be long at this rate. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See you very soon. Bye.